by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. The world's top scientists released their latest report this week and the headlines are not looking good. Quoting the document, the Washington Post headlined, World is on brink of catastrophic warming. The New York Times had, Climate change is speeding towards catastrophe. Global warming set to reach 1.5 degrees in the near term was the title in the British Financial Times. But The Guardian highlights the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's positive framing of the situation with world can still avoid worst of climate collapse with genuine change. The gathering took place in Switzerland and I'm joined now by Dr. Nicholas Simpson, who's just back from attending the event. He's Senior Advisor at the Global Center for Climate Mobility and Lead for Knowledge and Practice of the UN's Africa Climate Mobility Initiative. Nick, this was a synthesis of the previous reports. There is a little hopeful glimmer in there. What were the main findings? What is the current reality? Thanks, Glynis, and good morning to your readers. So the current trends are incompatible with a sustainable and equitable world. So more than a century of burning fossil fuels, as well as unequal and unsustainable energy and land use, has led to the global warming that is coming close to what is considered dangerous climate change. We're currently at 1.1 degrees Celsius, and there's a chance that it's more likely than not that we'll reach 1.5 degrees Celsius in the first half of the 2030s. And that 1.5 degrees Celsius is an important threshold because in the Paris Agreement and multiple scientific publications, we understand that crossing that border is a severe limit for many human and natural systems to cope with climate change. Uh, But we we know that already we are ill-prepared for the current hazards and the extraordinary threats that are being faced today from climate change, and the limits to our ability to adapt have already been reached across many ecosystems and regions. I believe that some scientists, including some of the report authors, believe that that critical 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial temperatures is inevitable, maybe even in this decade. So what then? What happens then? So it's important to realize that nothing is inevitable with the right political and cooperation around climate action. We can avoid 1.5, and we can definitely avoid two degrees of warming if rapid and scaled-up climate action is taken immediately. The well, and the cynics, or perhaps the um, those that are pretty jaded with the current slow rate of climate action, point to that to say, well, if the current lack of interest, current slow response to climate change, current slow transition away from greenhouse gas emissions and high carbon dioxide industry and transport means we currently don't look like we have the appetite for that kind of rapid Mm. transition to a a less dangerous climate. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said our world needs climate action on all fronts, everything, everywhere, all at once, quoting the title of that film, obviously. So what is this action that we need to take urgently that will avoid that 1.5 degree limit? 
Yeah, so the extent to which current and future generations will experience a hotter and different world depends on the choices made in this decade. So in the next five years, and then the following five years are critical. Governments at local, regional, national, and international levels need to work together to accelerate the shift towards sustainable and climate-resilient development. We've seen significant progress in some cities, for example, the city of Cape Town, mainstreaming climate change in their new integrated development plan. And we know that rapid action is possible with the right political and institutional commitment, as well as financial resources. It is possible to build a livable and sustainable future because there are multiple feasible effective, low-cost options that are available now to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and adapt to climate change. We just need to implement them. So, Nick, if you were to give me a bullet point list, what would those actions be? There's now better understanding of what is required to make effective, equitable action. This includes political commitment, coordinated policies, international cooperation, effective ecosystem stewardship, inclusive governance, technological innovation, improved access to adequate climate finance and improved climate literacy and services across the world, especially for Africa. Some of the greatest gains for well-being in Africa to reduce climate risk is addressing vulnerability, particularly in informal settlements. That's a crucial point. Adaptation, adaptation, that's what we need to be focusing on. Thanks so much to Dr. Nick Simpson, member of the IPCC Synthesis Writing Team and lead for knowledge and practice of the UN's Africa Climate Mobility Initiative. And that's it for this week. Until next time, from me, Glenn Scrook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.